This is Science 2034. 20 years ago, the Science Coalition was formed to strengthen federal support for basic scientific and engineering research. We tell the stories of what federally funded research has made possible and what will be reality 20 years from now. Today's guest, West Virginia University physics professor, Dr. Earl Simi, whose vision for an electric transportation paradigm could change how Americans travel by 2034. If transportation started to become based on electric vehicles, particularly private transportation, and those vehicles could be charged by personal solar units at people's homes, the economics of transportation costs would be radically altered. People's ability to transport goods or themselves over long distances would no longer be determined by their financial resources in, in terms of being able to buy fuel. And this would radically change how we think about transporting material, people, how we pay for it, how we pay for roads. All of those things would change radically, and it would really come from uh, electric vehicles. When I was thinking about this question and what the world would be like in 2034, it struck me that the amount of increase in battery storage density, energy storage density that's needed, is not a factor of 10,000 or a factor of 1,000. It's really more like a factor of five. There are electric vehicles on the road right now that have ranges of 80 to even 300 miles. A factor of five increase in the ability to store energy in a battery starts to put a distance of 1,000, 1,500 miles in range for electric vehicles. That's pretty much all anyone would drive in a day. The economics or the, the need for using gasoline, which has an incredible energy storage capacity, sort of vanish once you achieve batteries that can have three to five times the storage density they have now. So to do that, you need new materials for the storage, the ability to charge, recharge many, many cycles. And this can be from new chemical-based batteries, new electrodes and so forth that go into these batteries. There's lots of different aspects of battery technology that need to improve. A doubling and then another doubling. So if it doubles in 10 years and then doubles in, in another 10 years, that's 20 years out, 2034, we'll have that factor of four increase in range. And I think those batteries will have all the capacity that sort of private vehicles need. Talk to us for a second as a physicist about all the different areas of basic scientific research that need to continue to receive funding in order to make this vision a reality by 2034. So the grants that West Virginia University just received were in mechanical engineering, and, and those are going to focus on the materials that go into batteries. So there's a lot of fundamental work in engineering in terms of constructing these batteries, uh, how you charge them, how you discharge them. We also have work here at WVU on electric vehicle technologies, whether it's regenerative braking or the other mechanisms that go into electric vehicles. There's also a need to be able to predict new materials. Some of the materials we're going to need for these advanced batteries don't exist yet. Rather than try every conceivable variation in a material, if you can build computational models that can predict material behavior, then you can cycle through these designs much faster. And so that work's being done in physics, it's being done in chemistry, it's also being done in chemical engineering. So these are the sorts of basic research that still need to be done, and typically the federal government's going to fund that sort of research. As fuel economy increases in gasoline-powered vehicles, actual consumption of gasoline in the United States is going down. So the taxes available for road repair and maintenance are going down, and we're already seeing this as an issue, a public policy issue. How do you pay for roads when the revenue stream is decreasing? If we go to primarily electric vehicles, and there are 
no to little gasoline taxes in the future. The very concept of how do people pay for roads changes. Do they all become toll roads? Do people pay an annual tax that goes directly to roads? Is road usage based on your usage? Every interstate nexus is essentially a set of gas stations and refueling stops. That whole infrastructure would have to change to electric vehicles, or if electric vehicles have considerably more range, many of those businesses might vanish. And and that's a huge economic shift, how those businesses survive, how things that depend on gasoline, whether you're the transportation systems for transporting gasoline, super tankers, all of those things maybe change radically 20 years from now. Isn't the advent of greater capacity batteries also going to be a boon to renewable energy like wind and solar? Yeah, that's a really interesting question because initially, if there's tremendous new demand for electrical capacity, there may actually be a big push for more generating capacity, whether it's fossil, solar, wind, nuclear. It may not be that going to electric vehicles necessarily leads to an immediate decrease in greenhouse gas production in the United States if we're not careful about how we generate that electricity, if we capture CO2, if we're doing it from fossil, or if we're doing it from solar and wind. If we have the ability to store energy better, the ability to store during night hours or low wind times will allow those energy supply technologies to be more effective at contributing to the nation's energy needs. Batteries have lots of roles, whether it's not just the vehicles, how you do distributed power generation. Then you get into the issues of who pays for the grid if power companies basically don't produce all the electricity anymore, but people are. Do people start paying for the grid maintenance? It's very interesting. Earl Simi, professor of physics at West Virginia University, also associate vice president for research and economic development. Thank you for joining us on Science 2034.